If you need mustard for that corned beef you're making, get Colleen's Irish Mustard. Colleen's Irish Mustard unites mustard haters and mustard lovers from around the world. Currently, Colleen's Irish Mustard has three flavors in mild, regular, and spicy. For more information on Colleen's Irish Mustard, visit www.irishmustard.com. Welcome back to this week's edition of the 100% Sports Podcast. We were a little bit late this week because the co-host, Nathan Sabo, graduated high school. Well, not technically, but I guess you could say that. I'm officially done with high school. No more classes, no more assignments. Feels good. It's kind of weird not having to worry about assignments anymore, but uh, it's great. Still waiting for that diploma, though. It's all about getting that paper, but congrats. And for the first time in a few months, we had sports this weekend. But before we get into it, the once great temptation said, hold on, everybody, listen. Woo, sports this weekend. Jesus. We have sports this weekend, Nathan, outsiders. I'm very excited. I was freaking watching NASCAR over the last week. That's how desperate I am. We've got to celebrate. Okay, okay, that's that's enough. All right, enough of that. Enough of that. It was cool (laughs) while it lasted. I would say that was pretty cool, though. All right, but anyway, we had sports last weekend. The Bundesliga was back. I watched NASCAR. I know you said you watched NASCAR. They said... Over 6 million people watched NASCAR last Good. weekend. I had I had no idea who any of the uh, drivers were anymore. I used to watch it back in the day because I'm really old. Uh, but I don't remember any of the drivers anymore, basically. But I was more intrigued to watch some Bundesliga soccer. Last weekend, we had Borussia Dortmund playing Schalke. Very disappointed that the 17-year-old Gio Reyna from New York, because soccer is starting to get a little big with the USA men's national team. Was intrigued to see him in the starting lineup, and then he pulls an injury or got an injury in pregame warmups. So that sucked, didn't end up playing. But, you know, soccer, you know, I watched Bayern versus, how do you say Union Berlin in Germany? Union Berlin. Yeah, I watched that game. I watched some RB Leipzig, watched Werder Bremen and Bayer Leverkusen. It was great. Gotta stuff. add a German accent to it when you're saying it. It makes it so much better. Then you say Okay, it. pick pick a game. I'll say it. Uh Bayern Munich and Bayer Leverkusen. Bayern Munich <laughs> that's not a good one. Well, okay, you said right, you could so do like it. You got like Leipzig and Freiburg. Or you got Werder Bremen and Bayer Leverkusen. You know, it, it adds an extra punch to it. Or Hertha Berlin. Well, you said you could say Bayern Munich in Germany. Isn't so. it Bayern München, though? Who knows? I don't, I don't care. Know. All I know is they're Whatever. really good. I'm just a white guy trying to act German. Aren't we all? <laughs> but anyway, we moved on. We'll t- okay, <laughs> over there. But anyway, we're going to move on to The Last Dance. The documentary finally finished last week talking about the 19, the fifth championship 
and the sixth championship, the final one of the Jordan era. And it it was sad to see it end. You know, we had uh, five weeks, I would say it was, of sports on Sundays for two hours. I wouldn't say really sports, but a nice documentary to get us back into sports. So that was great. You know, you had Steve Kerr winning the – ended up hitting the buzzer beater in 1997 to win that championship. I believe that was against the Jazz. And then in 1998, of course, you had the iconic shot against the Utah Jazz. But what I really want to point out in this in this part, in this week's edition with The Last Dance and the final edition was the collapse of the Chicago Bulls. Because, you know, of course, this documentary was based off The Last Dance, the last season that the Jordan era, Pippen and Phil Jackson would be together because Jerry Krause wanted to blow it all up, which I think was really dumb on his part. So after the 1998 season, you know, of course, Phil Jackson got the team all together and they burned notes together to say this is the last time we'll ever be together, which I thought was pretty cool. So after the 1998 season, Phil Jackson ends up leaving. Jordan retires. But before all that happens, there was a lockout season. So they didn't start the season up until Jan- mid uh, beginning of January. And in about a week time, Michael Jordan retires. They hire Iowa State head coach Tim Floyd back in the offseason. Scottie Pippen is then a in a sign-and-trade with the Houston Rockets on a five-year, $67 million deal. Dennis Rodman was released, who ended up going to the Lakers for a few months. Then Steve Kerr was in a sign-and-trade sign with the Spurs. And their record was terrible. They won 13 games that year. Awful. And Tim Floyd was gone after three and a half years with a 49-190 career record with the Bulls. Not very good. And then, after getting rid of every player that was basically the core, with Luke Longley going, Ron Harper going to the Lakers, who was coached by Phil Jackson at the time, you want to know what they got in return? Roy Rogers, Bubba Wells, Chuck Person, Martin, who knows his name because it's really <laughs> long, Mark Bryan. That's who they got in trades. And then with all the draft picks, they barely even tr- acquired draft picks out of this. And in order to rebuild a team, you need draft picks. The, the only notable guy who they drafted was Ron Artest. <laughs> and he only spent two seasons there because – Kraus traded him for Jalen Rose or something. It it was complicated. And then after so after the Jordan iconic shot with the Utah Jazz, after one and a half years from that shot, they got rid of Tony Kukoc and Harper. So all that core is now officially out of the window. So it it was awful. And then you get into the next draft. You they draft Elton Brand out of Duke, who won rookie of the year with twenty points per game. And then in 10 rebounds per game. And then two years later in the 2000 draft, they end up trading Elton Brand for two for a number two overall pick who ended up becoming Tyson, Tyson Chandler. And then with the number four overall pick, their own overall pick, they drafted Eddie Curry. None of those guys lasted very long because they were all ended up being traded. 2000 draft. They had the number four pick and drafted Marcus Pfizer. 
who was garbage. <laughs> and then in the 1999-2000 season, 17 and 65. 2000 to 2001, 15 and 67. 2001 to 2002, 21 and 61. And then in 2002, they drafted Jay Williams, who ended up crashing his motorcycle and ended up becoming injured. And then in 2003, Jerry Krause finally stepped down, and Paxson, a former Bull, became the GM of the Chicago Bulls, who ended up getting the team back to somewhat relevant relevancy as they drafted Derrick Rose, Joakim Noah, all those guys, and back made it back to the Eastern Conference Finals in 2011 before Derrick Rose's injury problems happened. And guess what? Derrick Rose is on the Pistons now. But enough talking from me. Nathan, what did you take away? Yeah, I'm going to admit I, uh, believe it or not, didn't have much time this week with uh, final homework assignments and uh, picking up my cap and gown. I didn't really take time to watch the last two episodes. Busy guy. What is that? Busy guy. Busy guy. You're sure. a busy guy now. But uh, just my overall take on the whole uh, documentary, you know, obviously coming into this, we knew it was going to be biased towards Michael Jordan because – you know, he has the editing rights. It's his documentary. And, you know, I thought the series, I thought the documentary started out great. First two episodes, the second two about the bad boys, Dennis Robin. And then it just slowly started, you know, kind of getting even more biased, it seemed. And, you know, I, I, I think it's average. I don't think it's a great documentary only because it's biased, but we knew it would be. Um, But overall, I, I enjoyed, took four or five weeks out of my uh, Sundays to watch it. And, uh, you know, uh, it was great while it lasted. Um, will it win an Emmy? I don't know. Probably because it's Michael Jordan. But, uh, no, I just wish that, like, they would have gotten into more things about his gambling problem and his dad, which obviously they won't. They wouldn't. Yeah, so. But it was the biggest takeaway for me is the it was cool to see uh, behind the scenes, basically, of this 97-98 season and seasons back, you know, stuff that obviously we weren't around to see. And that was the coolest thing, watching behind the scenes. And I'd love if they, something about the Red Wings, if they could do, like, the same thing, if they would have recorded a whole season back in 97-98. And just, I, I, don't, I don't think, think they did. did either. But it's just, it's cool to go back and watch that stuff. And I know for a lot of people, it's nostalgic because they lived through it and, you know, they're kind of reliving it now. But uh, overall, good documentary. Not great. No complaints. But uh, I would, uh, yeah, pretty good overall. Nice voice crack you had just now. You, that's, a, that's the second one. I can't one even tell. Had. My voice is cracking. I, you go, overall. I can't even movie. tell. I don't know what the heck the problem is. My voice hasn't cracked in like three years. Well, I heard it. You're turning into Sean McDonough. Whoa, do you have trouble with that? Oh, snap. yeah. You like that video clip, don't you? No, I, I kind of think it's kind of funny because Michigan State football not really relevant anymore. Yeah, no so. kidding or not. I mean, 44 to 10 See, last see this is year. the problem. Well, what do you got to keep knocking on us for? We know we're bad. At least I because know we're bad. Because you spent the last... Because the last decade, Michigan State Spartans were all... All just throwing in Michigan's face, but now all of a sudden Michigan does it to you, and everyone's backing away. Devin Bush touched our field. Oh boy! Hey, hey how's your Messiah maybe doing? Get a, maybe yeah, get great, a turf field. Great. Maybe yeah, get a yeah. Turf Go field. beat OSU. Call me when he's in Indy for once. 
I don't care about uh, all this high recruiting when... he gets. There, of course there are. There are name brand Michigan. How many quarterbacks has he started that he developed himself? Uh, Joe Milton, he's about to be developed. But we look about. But what about Mark D'Antonio? Back when Michigan State was relevant, Penn State was garbage. Michigan was garbage. The only teams you had to fight for was Wisconsin yep, and Ohio State. There you go. State. Don't give credit for a good team. And, and just all right, fine. I see how it is. It's the same old crap. With the, I, I can't look. Michigan ain't nothing special. I don't understand why the media's got to build them up every year, and then it's a big letdown. They're nine and three, ten and two. That's how they are. I, you would just think one of these years he would at least be able to beat OSU. OSU is kind of a. It doesn't matter when the national media the and 10. fans hold it to that perspective that they should beat them. And when Tarbo was here, they're talking about national championships. Oh, Harbaugh's going to bring him to the Natty. Well, they haven't even been to Indy yet. Well, uh, little brother, Michigan State's not relevant See, anymore. See, this isn't about Michigan State. I'm talking about Michigan. We know Michigan State is not relevant. Their program sucks now. Mark D'Antonio's been an idiot the last two years. The program's gone down the drain. I know it's bad. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about Michigan. But hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Michigan is very close. A lot, not a lot of people view it the way I view it. Michigan with Harbaugh, yes, the expectations were really, really, really high, and they haven't accomplished them. But you have to go over the years. I know none of these are wins, but you got to think how many times were they close on winning and potentially changing the Harbaugh era? We go with Woe, and he has trouble with the snap. Michigan wins that game. Michigan State, not in a Big Ten championship game or the playoff. Then we go the year after. JT Barrett being short and Wilton Spate having a broken collarbone that game. They win that game. Harbaugh era turned around. They beat. They should have beat Florida State if Jordan Glasgow decides to, I don't know, maybe tackle someone on a kick return. And then you go, there's so many so many examples. Brandon Peters getting injured against Wisconsin. Josh Mattel is dropping a pick. John O'Corn throwing three interceptions <laughs> against Michigan State in the ring. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You they should have, but they didn't. And it brings joy to me that I can get to watch all these Michigan fans suffer, and I, I love it. For all you Michigan fans out there, I respect you, but uh, I don't respect your football program. And I just love seeing Michigan State football go 7-5 and five every year, and Seen the Big Michigan Ten championships and they've been to the that. playoffs. Don't care that we didn't score a point because guess what? They still went to the playoffs. At least been there and the Indies. And Michigan. But you could easily you could easily say Izzo is kind of like about basketball. It's like hardball football. Oh whoa 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 whoa! So so we cha- we flip we flip it around a little bit. And you don't want to talk about the Michigan State because basketball I have no program issue when... with Michigan's basketball. I have the listen, I have the ultimate respect for Michigan's basketball program, Jawan Howard, all that. But when they talk football, I have a lack of respect because of the way they get treated by the national media like they're kings. It's complete BS. So, I was talking about your basketball program, not your football pro- not football here. Because Izzo is a hold up, hold up. Izzo is Shown as I don't know, being the coach, Coach K, the Roy Williams of the world, won national championship twenty years ago. His record against Coach K Williams Beheim 
is as bad as Harbaugh is in the top ten. So relax I'm... a little bit. Relax. When was the last? When was the last time you made it to Monday nights? Look, I'm not gonna deny mm. that. I can't deny it. Mm. Tom Izzo, you know, he nationally he gets a lot of good, you know, consideration. He now nah, he's not on the same level as Roy Williams and Shevsky. But he is. He's shown. He's known to be on that level. Nah, I don't Williams. think so. Not nationally. Locally, I do think the local media kind of bumps him up higher than he should be. But I don't think on the national level. No way. I mean, he's he he's destroyed the Big Ten last three years. No, three Big Ten championships. No problems to that. But the level that he has shown as the level Harbaugh has shown, it's pretty similar. Yes, he's got a national championship and he's done more than Harbaugh has done. But the level of recognition for the Michigan State basketball program, the Michigan football program, it's kind of on the same. But no at least Izzo really has won that. some big games. I never <laughs> said that. I mean, he's also been. He's also. Yeah, been I know. Okay, we're done. Games. We got way off topic. Good, good talk. Yeah, I know Michigan football program's not as what I expected it to be, but it's still better than Michigan State football. Right program. now it is. But, but anyway. Five years ago. Five years I ago. I know we're Brady not talking Hope. five years ago, but I'm saying, you know, should have been at least Indy, man. Come but on. Glad- Come on, Jim. He's oh, been close a few times. I'm not going there. I'm saving this for the fall. I'm, but I'm glad we finally got okay. this argument. How much off. time did that take off? A while, but we're gonna move on to a, another segment. All right, we're back, and I know Nathan is itching to get some news out to you guys. So Nathan, all right. Well, over the last couple days, got to talk some football here on the podcast. But uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about Dak Prescott and the uh, deal with his contract and the Cowboys. So basically, they offer the Cowboys offered him contract five years, a hundred and seventy-five million dollar deal. And good old Dak decided to turn it down. So, if you do a little what? bit of math, that's $35 million a year, which would, I believe, match with the highest paid player in the NFL currently, who is Russell Wilson. And when you put two and two together, who's the better quarterback, Russell Wilson or Dak Prescott? It is definitely Russell, Russell Wilson. Wilson by far. But he turns down this deal, and that's not the best part about it. After doing some reading, I'm finding the reports coming out that he's asking of upwards of $45 million a year and a shorter deal. He's not that good. So, exactly. And I'm thinking, okay, dude, you're not that good. And he's trying to pull a Kirk Cousins, sign a shorter deal. Thinks he can get better and then sign a longer deal in a couple years and make even more money. But he's asking for upwards of $45 million a year, which by all means is like $10 million more than the next paid highest paid player who's Will, Russell Wilson. And I, in my opinion, he's not even a top 10 quarterback. I mean, and the Cowboys, they got a situation on their hands because they're going to pay him a lot of money. They're paying Zeke a lot of money. They just signed Amari Cooper to a big deal. And a lot of the key players are going to start walking away like we saw Byron Jones over the last offseason. So, 
just something to look out for. And it just amazes me. He, You talk about being greedy. Look, in my opinion, I'm all for players. They deserve all the money they get. I have no issue with it. But you're asking for that $10 million more than what the highest paid player already gets, and he's not even that great. I'm sorry, but I wouldn't be surprised if uh, the Cowboys kiss his ass goodbye maybe in the next year. Yeah, I don't think he's that good. Um, And plus, you have bigger problems with more key players, and you want to keep those guys intact. If Dak Press, if I say I'm Jerry Jones, because mm-hmm. you know he does everything, he he offers Dak Prescott that contract, and he doesn't accept it. I go, I would just be like, see you later. You're not playing here because you got it. You because with football, there's so many moving pieces that you need to be in order to be successful, and you can't just spend a ton of money on a quarterback. Mm. Yes, he's probably the most important part of a football team, you you can't pay that much money because you need to spend on an offensive line. I believe they're offensive yes, line. Yes, Travis crazy, Frederick right? walked away, uh, you know, but you're right. You gotta spend it on other key play key pieces on the team as well, not just him. I mean they just drafted CD Lamb. They had a oh, good draft a I would phenomenal say. draft, but uh I I to me I don't understand what Dak Pre- Dak Prescott's doing. I for, 45 million a year he wants. It's just Jeez, it boggles my mind. For real. I don't understand how he can have what what are his numbers and it's not about yeah, mediocre. I mean they aren't great numbers, don't get me wrong, but he better take them to the playoffs this year, especially with another team added and at least win a game or two. Because that is a talented team all around. And you know, with aging players and contracts, you know, I I just I don't get it, man. Thirty five million up. right there and you don't take it. And plus, I think their best opportunity at winning the Super Bowl is when Dak was a rookie and Zeke was a rookie, and then they choked against the Packers. Yeah, and look, they're a good team. I think probably one of, I don't know, maybe the few people out there, I think Mike McCarthy was a good hire, Uh, you know, with experience and background. Yes, him and Aaron Rodgers, it didn't turn out well, but I think they have a shot at being a top three or four, at least winning that division for sure between them and Philadelphia, but not like last year when they were – both near 500, but I don't know. I, I don't get Dak what he's doing. I don't think he has the leverage to say he wants that much money. He's not that good. Neither do I. But we're going to move on to what's going to happen in the next few weeks or so. And no, it's not another documentary, even though Tom Brady's having one next year. So there could be key points that he might be leaving after this year in Tampa. But he did sign a two-year deal, so who knows? Oh, first off, Nathan, you, uh, you intrigued by that? I am Tom not Brady intrigued at all right now because, in my opinion, he's still playing. I don't need to see a documentary about you until you're done. Like, that's, in my opinion, that's how it works. And I have no, I have no idea that he's going to, like, retire at the end of this year. I thought he was going to retire two years ago. After or not two years ago, but after the they won the Super Bowl in L.A., go out on top. Thought he was retiring then. Thought at the beginning of the season this year he was going to retire, but he's 
Got a different mindset, so I have no faith that he's retiring. But uh, as for the documentary, eh, I don't need it now. Maybe in five, ten years. Mm, harsh, harsh words there. Yeah, but before but we anyway, go on, because then I feel like everybody's going to be coming out with their documentary now. Everyone exactly. is LeBron and it's will. Like, man, I don't need it until after you're retired. And then, well, Kobe, Kobe that, he's been retired for, he well, obviously passed away, but he retired, what, five years ago, six years ago, longer than that? So, I would say a little closer I, to five. I can remember for the life of me. But that, that, obviously, with him passing, that would be interesting. But these guys are still playing. I don't need a documentary right now. Finish your career first. I mean, Cristiano Ronaldo made a movie about himself. Did he really? And he's still playing. Oh my god! Yeah, it was on that. Well, he's athlete of the whole world, in my opinion. Yep. But anyway, we're gonna move on to what's happening in the next few months with this podcast. We are gonna be making a Detroit athlete bracket. All right. And it'll be a 16-team bracket, so j- your traditional March Madness region type thing. So sweet single 16. elimination. Yeah, sweet 16 to the national championship. We'll say from there. We'll tell you about a few players that we are going to be having that we haven't decided. We have probably arguably the greatest hockey player ever, Gordy Howe. We have Iserman. We have the human victory cigar, Darko Milicic, we yeah, are sure. considering. <laughs> Eric, I can't catch the ball, uh, Ebron. But I'm just, that'll be, that'll just, be another bracket. We have Stafford. Top 16 biggest flops in Detroit history. Hint, more than half of them are the Lions. It's mean. There's going to be a lot of Red Wings, we would say. You know, we got... Dave Bing in there. We got Isaiah Thomas. We got Joe Dumars. Ted Lindsay. A lot of names. A lot of yeah, names. Yeah, and circulate. before we go on, of just course. a quick announcement that look, we're not going to include the likes of Ty Cobb or Bobby Lane. Yes, true. Yes, true. To be fair, that's very out of our range, especially Ty Cobb. He played during World War One, And there aren't many people around alive today to see him and Bobby Lane played in the NFL when he literally threw the ball probably five times a game, if even that. So we're going to disclude those two and keep it a little more modern. Yeah, I would say the cutoff was maybe the... I, I think 70s, uh, actually 50s or 60s because like Ted Lindsay was around that time. But we'll say within the last 75 oh, yeah. years or so. Yep, and we know when the Lions had their 75th oh, yeah. season, we know what happened there. Yes, preseason champs. But anyway, we will. We will give you our, I guess you could say, tournament bracket breakdown because this is March Madness. But we'll call it May Madness. But on our Instagram account and our Facebook account, if Facebook (laughs) would cooperate, we will be having polls of of each player. So... Of each, each matchup, player, each, yep. or matchup, I should say, and you, and you can vote on it yourself, and then we will have like a fans bracket, see how we're how it's going, and then we'll have our own bracket. Nathan will have his own bracket. We'll talk about it each week, 
And we could possibly have just a poll of the week on our on our store on our Instagram and Facebook account, our stories, and just could be a random question, and we'll just talk about it in the show the later on in the or uh, in the next week's show. So that there's something. Hope you guys are intrigued. I know yes, I'm, intrigued. I'm very intrigued. Can't wait to get this thing started. I am too, and it's definitely exciting because. There's no Detroit sports playing at this time. So, and of course, there's going to be and supposed to be uh, some different or some arguments about who should be seated where, who should who should have been in it, who shouldn't have been in it. But I think we I, overall, did a I'd, I'd say you did a fair job. About, I have no complaints. Well, anyway, anything you'd like to add? No, we're you? not done. Oh, wait, yet. wait, wait. I just Come forgot. On. Fast, fast. You forgot the, the, the one segment we always do. Do you know what the segment is called? Oh, well, it seemed like you didn't know. Of course, I know what it's called. But anyway, fast five time. Fast five time. Most, I know we did this one last week, but it's live sports. Most intrigued Bundesliga match. Um, besides the match that is going on right now, which is Hertha Berlin and Union Berlin, I would say it's Dortmund again with Wolfsburg. Wolfsburg's great young team, tough to beat. And uh, I know you said Gio Reyna is probably not going to play, but uh, I love following Dortmund. Probably. They're a great team. They've been scoring a ton of goals recently. Picked up, yep, picked up right oh, where they left off. I can't wait for that game tomorrow morning. I would uh, be more intrigued by Borussia, Borussia Mönchengladbach. Close, close enough, say, right? And Bayer, Le- and Bayer Leverkusen, both of them. They got good, got good young talent, because Bundesliga is mainly young talent, right up. And all both those teams are close in the title race, so I think it'll yeah, those be, two I are actually separated by place. two points. So Leverkusen wins, they go up. Man, that that will be a good game. I'm most intrigued by that. But next question: Do you want to see the NBA season return at Orlando? Sure, why Disney not? World? I know I, I said I was a fan of canceling the season, but to be honest, I think basketball is turning into a year-round sport. I know the report's coming out that Disney World's going to be the place to be where they play. They're already setting up hotels, stuff like that, uh, conference rooms. Um, I'm down. I'm intrigued. They're going to have all the players there. Hopefully, we get to see it sometime in July. I mean, they don't really need to build hotels. They can just stay on the resort, like oh, the God. Beach Club Resort. Shameless plug. What? <laughs> but I, I am excited. For you to, people going like to, to Disney World anytime favorite... soon, the Beach Club is a great place to get away. It oh, is, yes. especially with Sorry. sand on your feet. Favorite sports favorite rivalry. Sports rivalry out of every sport. Oh, this is a tough one. Um... I got. I know I'm gonna stay local here because obviously emotional in it. College, you you could probably guess it. MSU Michigan. I'm oh. sorry. It's just it's it's just so great every year. Obviously, one we get screwed one year, and then you we're not screwed, but we get pummeled by Michigan one year, and then we go and have a little fun with trouble at snap. But you, we're not gonna we're not gonna argue about that. That's how that argument. Nope, I'm <laughs> glad we got that out of our system, though. But um, 
and plus Michigan, Michigan yes, State's a good two-sport rivalry. Very true. They, basketball I know I knock Michigan a lot, but they do have good football program and a great basketball program. Michigan State's got a really good basketball program, but you know we're all, but we all like to bicker about it. So great, you know, man. it's all fun and games. Yep, and my favorite sports rivalry is going to go across the sea. Over in ooh, ooh. Spain, Barcelona, Real Madrid. It is crazy. It is nuts. I mean, I don't support both those teams, but having at for the longest time having the greatest players of all time play each other twice a year, and in Ronaldo and Messi, it, there's nothing better than it. I mean, I know England and you know U.S. and German Germany have crazy fans, but those two. Top of the line. Favorite sports. Ooh, favorite moment. sports moment. Um, man, that's tough. That's that's. Uh, how how about you answer yours first? I got to think about this really quick. Uh, I'm not gonna go. I would say my favorite moment. Not gonna be like a team. A uh, a team like my own team related, but I'm gonna have to go with Sergio Aguero's goal against QPR 2012. Over 40 years of not winning the league, and then they score. It, it's just it's just a crazy story. QPR one of the worst teams, beating one of the best teams, and if Man City didn't win, the rival Man United would have won the league. It, it's just a great yeah, story. Yeah, that's That'll that's that's top notch when it comes to sports moments. I'm gonna go with uh, obviously I'm a big hockey guy. Um, Stanley Cup Final 2012, L.A., New York, and it's double overtime. If L.A. scores, they win the Stanley Cup. They score. There's nothing better than an overtime winner in the Stanley Cup game, let alone the finals, to win the champion the Stanley Cup Finals. That was great. That was, was so cool to see that. All right, last question was actually – Recommended by my dad because couldn't think up of one. What is your favorite? Well, car? I'm gonna be honest. I'm not a big car guy. Um, but neither am I. I, I. I don't really know much about older cars. But if I had to pick a modern car, I'm gonna go with probably the Ford GT because obviously, with me living in Ford's backyard, I actually see them drive around a lot, and it's kind of cool. And it's a boss ass car, in my opinion. I would just take the Mustang because. Oh, look at you! Right now. <laughs> oh well, I'm saying there's one sitting in my garage right now. I mean, no, you man, you got every right to brag car. about that. Kids. Getting a Mustang, hell yeah, that's awesome. All right, no, anything you like to add before we go? All right, just make sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Hundred Sports Podcast.